this is the municipal. Have you been paying attention to like city stuff? Don't vote, can't bitch. Sorry to uh, to point that finger at you. My answer was that would be yes and no. My tummy hurts, and I'm mad at the government. You're saying council wouldn't approve it, and two, you're robbing them of their their voice. It's it's he's already he's already failed to vote. And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Municipals. I'm Matthew. And I am Philip, but a slightly eviler incarnation of Philip than you're used to. Uh, not that the audience, once again, it is a an audio format podcast, not visual. But uh, I'm a little bit shadened, but it's the time of day, you know, it's all, don't worry about it. It's evil Philip today. You got great hair. You don't have to worry about no five o'clock shadow. Oh God! Yes, you know what? I'll take it. Give me, give me that Justin Trudeau 2015 energy. The he's just not ready. Good head though. Give uh, me let's, that. Let's not talk about him. Give me that. We'll talk about him. <laughs> we'll talk about him later. So, as our listeners have been hearing, we've been off for the last three weeks. Let's talk about it because originally we said two weeks, and then I almost died twice. We're gonna talk about it, but. Uh, and that's the reason that we were off the third week. So we didn't release an episode last week. We apologize. But now we're here and we're back. And strap yourself in because this is going to be a fun ride. So I was with some family. And so have you ever, if I, no, if I ask you that, that's, I'm giving away the punchline. So, <laughs> so. Great start. I don't like a lot of things. I'm a very picky eater. I'm guilty as charged of that. And there's things to this day I still haven't tried either because I know I won't like it or I'm allergic or I used to be allergic to it and I won't, I don't trust it. Uh, You know, like shrimp. I've never had it in my life, but I used to be allergic to shellfish. So I'm like, now that I can eat it, I'm like, that's, that looks gross. Why, why would you eat that? So I was with some family and they decided it would be funny to try to get me to eat something I've never ate before. So they fed me what I thought was roast beef. Oh my God. And it turned into, it turned out to be moose meat. Oh, I've never had moose before. You're allergic to moose. I don't, I'm not sure if, (laughs) if allergic, I, I don't know because it's not like my stomach you know, swelled up or my face or anything. Ah, but see, I, you have you merely have a moose intolerance. Exactly, because <laughs> I I felt like I I felt like lack, how lactose intolerant people feel if they eat ice cream or drink milk or shit. Because I'm telling you, the fucking stomach pains. I, dude, I was all fucked up, and I had to still go to work like that. So I always, the person who, who fed it to me, I'm like, so what did I do wrong? And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you attempted to murder me. This is but, a Taco Bell-esque situation. And Except, then if, of course, you of course you choose <laughs> to have Taco Bell because it's delicious. You know, you suffer the consequences because you like it. I mean, this, but, you know, otherwise it's the same. Absolutely. And then the reason, the, the real, re, well, there, that happened, but that happened during our two weeks off. And then... We were going to record on Labor Day Monday, 
But on the Friday before that, I went and got stung by a hornet and my arm swelled up and I, I thought I was going to be okay because an hour afterwards it was red and it was a little hard, but but nothing. So I'm like, okay, I'm not allergic. This is a normal standard reaction. No problem. But when I got up the next morning, my arm was swollen. My it, it was it was and it was it was very hard and it was working its way up my arm and down my arm and I'm like, ah oh, fuck, I'm gonna lose my arm. And the next like so I went to the hospital, uh, 8:45 Saturday morning. <clears throat> so they gave me medication, whatever. Saturday night I go to go to bed. I had so much fucking trouble sleeping. I was having nightmares. I was gonna lose my fucking forearm. My and I'm right-handed too. Like <laughs> you're about to lose it all. But thankfully, I still have all my arms, all my appendages. Uh, the sting went down. I'm good. We're back. What about you? Anything fucked up like that happened to you? <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, at some point during this episode, I will have something to talk about uh, that is that coincides with the time that we're off, although it wasn't related to our, our being off. Um, I did have a week off from work uh, while we were off. Uh, I got to take my kids to see the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, which it was a lot of fun, actually, you know, uh, not to sound like an old person to describe something like that is fun. Um, you sure. know, my man, Seth Rogen, is uh, is uh, he's either Bebop or Rocksteady, one of the two, uh, you know, classically bad guys. But there actually weren't bad guys in this movie. I guess that's a spoiler. Um, <laughs> it was a fun movie. Uh, it doesn't take the lore of the move of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too seriously, and I think by me saying that out loud, I think I've just given people the true impression of who I am, which is a huge nerd, because I just talked about lore for a comic book. So you know, uh, um, and I also got to you know go see them do their swimming class because they were in uh, like the city run uh, swimming program. And uh, both of them have advanced to their respective next levels, which they will continue in October. So that's very cool. That's fucking awesome. I'm 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 so happy that you that they achieve that. And not only that, you got to see it because you know, fuck, we keep fighting this good fight in front of us. And there's one thing I notice is it doesn't matter how much money that the government screws us out of or whatever. Time is actually the one thing that we can't get back. And it, I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to depress you or any of our listeners. No, 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 I get it. But it's no, 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 so I get true. It. Time is the one thing you cannot get back. And um, I'm going to segue into our, our next little thing. And uh, we're going to talk about another thing that happened during our, our, our time, my, my time off is, you know, some situation, some situations happen. I'm not really going to get into it, but, you know, I find myself now looking for, an apartment. Um, we uh, we are in a situation where we have to move, so I'm looking for an apartment. And I, I got to be honest with you, like, you know, you you hear stories and stuff, but still, in, in, unless you're you're participating in it, you're 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 engaged in it, you actually don't understand. <clears throat> so I'm looking for an apartment. I'm flexible where it is because I drive. That is the one advantage to driving is you can choose where you want to live. Um, I've looked, I got to be honest with you, dude, I've looked at like 25 apartments and that's only because I, 
people got to remember, you know, we don't just do this podcast and call it a day. We, we both have full-time jobs. We both have kids. So we're busy people. And so in the last three weeks, I've looked at like 25 apartments. I've contacted probably close to 500 landlords from 500 listings that I found. It is so rough. So one situation that happened to me repeatedly is instead of it being a me and the whether it's a realtor or the actual owner of the property, the landlord, whatever it is, uh, uh, viewing it, it's like an open house style. And I'm not only there looking at it and trying to talk to the landlord, but other prospective tenants are there. And it's like, oh, I got a game plan because I'm trying to get this place and I want to talk to them alone. So I'm literally one place I was standing there for like, half an hour waiting for these fucking people to leave so I could speak to her privately. Um, and, you know, mo- most of those 500, uh, like it was like, uh, you know, is this still available? Uh, like a Facebook uh, marketplace situation. And I don't hear back from most of them. And then I've even planned day trips where I went to Aurora New Market. I went to, I haven't gone to Barrie yet. I've been to Brampton several times. I've been to Vaughn, Mississauga. I haven't been out your way yet, but that's coming. Because I just, I, I, because I have a car, I can go anywhere I want. Um, I don't really want to live in Scarborough. No offense. I apologize. Hey, ra- man, if we were neighbors, we could find a, a recording studio, an in per- a new in-person setup. That'd be fun. Yeah, but but then we both couldn't run. Oh, fair. True. Then, true, then true. again, then again, if I move out of the city, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. The only uh, city council that I have interest in running in is in Toronto. I don't want to run in Fawn. No offense, guys. Sorry. Uh, I don't want to run in Mississauga again or Brampton. No offense. I don't want to work with Patrick Brown. No, you can't take offense to that. <laughs> yeah, only one person needs to take offense to that. So it's 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 hard, you know. And I, even the landlords tell me, you know, I, I've had I've been contacted by two hundred uh, uh, different people, three hundred people, five hundred people. Uh, you know, I don't have to tell you this. Our shelter system is overrun. Our our things are all fucked up. And and in the in in the time that we were off, that that situation, I I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe we talked about it. A few episodes ago, I don't fucking remember which one it was, but I said, you know, for for rentals that are are um, coming up for next year, it's uh, 2.5%. But if I believe if the rental agreement was made after November 15, 2018, it's open season. I believe that is how it works. So we saw that happen. The landlord came to the tenant and said, I'm raising your rent $1,000. They said, we can't afford that. So he comes back with, well, now I'm raising it $7,000. They were already paying $2,500, Philip. So now their new rent, should they choose to accept it, is is $9,500. See, and the thing is, these are the things I think of when people talk about... um, you know, for the most part, we think of governments as being slow moving. 
And, you know, it takes a while for things to affect mostly good things. You notice that good things take a long time to come, but bad things are immediate. Right. And I, I feel like the loss of rent control, like almost immediately made it feel as if everything it became out of reach, which is it's like, you know, we can we can blame every level of government for not for not building enough, you know, because there's there there's a problem there, too. But at the same time, uh, it's it's the Ford government that has made it so that rent has been allowed to go in this direction. It's ridiculous. And yes. how is anyone supposed to get on top of it? It absolutely is. It's it's hard. You know, it, it's especially hard for like I'm not a millionaire. I don't even make that much. Um, but there are people that are even less fortunate than me that are having a harder time than me. Um, and I just wish that the government would get off their ass and do something. And actually, you know, I want to talk about the green belt right now, but we're going to circle back to this because I have a special message for premier Doug Ford straight from my mouth to his ears. And if he don't fucking like it, hell I don't yeah. Care. Hell yeah. But before, before we jump to that, I mean, cause that's, that's a huge thing. Like I, I also want to say my experience, although we haven't looked at moving out, um, I'm not, I don't want to go into personal details about my housing situation, but it's there. Let's just say there are things to be embarrassed about that. We are not getting help from our landlord and it's, you know, I make a certain amount of money every month. I mean, so does everyone else, but you know what I'm saying? Um, the, the average rent in Toronto right now, I believe is something like is 2,500 for one bedroom. I think well, is something I don't ridiculous, know. See, but, but no, it's, I don't, I, there are places that are that much, but they're mostly downtown. I love how downtown's its own little bubble. But, like, the places I've been looking at, which are one-bedrooms, um, and even some two-bedrooms, like 1,800, 1,900, um, there are more that are, like, more that are more expensive. Yeah. But, but those are the basic ones I keep finding anywhere from, from between a one and a two, anywhere from, like, 15 to, like, 2,000. Is that's where most of it sits. Mm. So sorry to cut you off there. Well, the, so the main thing I'm trying to get across is that for me to like take my family to to move out of here anywhere else in the city, you know, you know, they have that kind of like made up pseudo rule of like rentals shouldn't be more than 30% of your income. Like, obviously, we know that's not the case for fucking anyone. Um, anywhere, anywhere else, it feels like it would be a hundred percent of my income, you know, like where am I supposed to move to? Absolutely. It's so frustrating because I don't want to move anywhere else. I, I, a lot of people hate Toronto and there are times I hate it too, but I, I love it here. I wouldn't live anywhere else. And Doug Ford, you're making it fucking impossible for us to continue to do that you're gonna lose no oh, fuck it i'm gonna talk to him right now 
I can't, <laughs> just can't wait. I love it. Ford Fest uh, Municipals <clears throat> Edition. You know what? You're you're gonna lose all your fucking little restaurants, all your hotels, because all those people that run those fucking places won't be able to afford to live in this fucking city. You are an ignorant, evil piece of garbage. And I was your biggest supporter. No, I'm not a Ford, but I was your biggest supporter. We have talked before. I have known you since 20. I've known you a lot long longer, but you didn't know who I was. That's fine. But I've known you a little bit since 2014. We've talked. We've talked about about you sponsoring one of the teams when I was a president of a kids ball league. We talked about your brother when he was running for re-election to come down and throw the first pitch to, to start the ball league. I have been to the new year's levy. I've taken pictures with you and your brother. I've supported you when everyone shit on you, when you were running for leader and then premier, everyone shit on you. And I defended you with every word out of my mouth. I said, you're just like your brother. You're going to turn it around. If there's anyone to trust, it's you. And I was wrong because you are a crook. You are nothing like your brother. You're the biggest crook in this province. You're, you can't be the biggest crook in Canada because that's Justin Trudeau. So you've got some shoes to fill. But you are the biggest crook in this fucking province. And we would be so much better off with either Merritt Styles or whomever the what the other ones choose oh wait they already uh no Merritt styles or bonnie crombie whatever the fuck even though i'll probably regret saying that later (laughs) but seriously you need to resign you know and we talked about it and willed it to happen and john tory resigned and now we're going to turn our attention to you you are fucking up this province you are stealing from the green belt you are robbing our kids futures and this all needs to stop and if you have a problem with what i have to say then you can go ahead and fucking sue me i don't like you and i think you should be out of office yeah hell yeah that's what i call a slim dunker it's a mic drop hell yeah (laughs) oh you can go fuck himself anything you want to add before we move on to the green belt nope uh, I think we're we're pretty well on the same page. Um, you know, Doug Ford, he walked right in. Here's what. Okay, I mean, we can let's we can jump right into the green belt, but it's also it's very interesting what he's trying to do to distract from the green belt scandal right now jumping into the parental rights controversy well actually uh, that's funny that i i did want to talk about that but i was thinking maybe i i've got a brief timeline of the (laughs) green belt stuff and i'd like to read it and then uh, oh we will get to that because i've uh i've got it here somewhere uh you know because i i love to rag on uh on kathleen wynn Okay, so November 4th, 2022, Municipal Affairs and Housing Minister Steve Clark announces via news release that Ottawa, uh, Ontario, oh, Ontario would remove 7,400 acres in 15 different areas of the Greenbelt while adding 9,400 acres elsewhere in order to build 50,000 homes 
It contradicted a pledge he made in 2021 to not open up the green belt to any kind of development. Stop me if you want to comment on any of this. Uh, November 11th, uh, CBC reports that the landowners who stand to benefit from the green belt land removals include prominent developers and that one purchase happened as recently as September. <clears throat> November 30th, Clark said he did not tip off developers ahead of announcing changes to the green belt. Premier, Premier Doug Ford says the same a day later. January 6, 2023, uh, the OPP say they're working to determine whether they should investigate the matter. January 18th, Ontario's Integrity Commissioner and Auditor General both announced that they will conduct separate probes. The Integrity Commissioner launches an investigation into Clark based on a complaint from NDP leader Merritt Stiles. She asked the Commissioner to investigate whether Clark broke ethics rules around making a a public policy decision to further someone's private interests. February 23rd, Stiles asks the Integrity Commissioner to issue an opinion on Ford's actions surrounding his daughter's stag and doe event ahead of, the, of her wedding. Ford has acknowledged that some developers who are friends attended a $150 a ticket event and media reports say lobbyists and government relations firms were also... Uh, invited. Uh, Style says in her complaint that several individuals uh, that got cut off. Uh, several individuals and developers who attended uh, the subsequent wedding have received favorable ministers zoning orders, and at least one has benefited from greenbelt changes. Uh, March 16th, the Integrity Commissioner temporarily sets aside the stag and doe request, saying that they're saying there is overlap with the Greenbelt investigation that's already underway. The Commissioner says he and his staff are reviewing the extensive material gathered so far, uh, have done independent research, and are preparing summonses for numerous witnesses to be interviewed. Uh, August 9th, Auditor General Bonnie Lisk releases her report her findings include uh that all but one of the 15 sites removed from the green belt were suggested not by civil servants but by clark's chief of staff who was given packages at an industry event by two key developers and that and that developers who had access to the top staffer wound up with 92 percent of the land that was removed if some sites did not meet the criteria for selection, such as environmental reasons, the criterion was simply dropped rather than selecting a different site, LISC finds. <clears throat> August 10th, the Integrity Commissioner's office says it started a review, uh, started reviewing a request from Ford's office to investigate Clark's chief of staff, Ryan Amato. August 14th, Ford's office says it is creating a working group to implement LISC's recommendations on improving processes. August 16th, Stiles asks the Integrity Commissioner to consider LISC's findings that political staff were using personal email accounts and were regularly deleting emails. August 22nd, Amato resigns. August 23rd, 
The OPP refers the matter to the RCMP out of concern of a perceived conflict of interest. The RCMP says it will evaluate the information and assess whether to launch an investigation. And so the update now is, because uh, that was from CP24, what I read. So obviously everyone, everyone who isn't living under a rock knows that Minister Clark has resigned. He's only resigned from his minister duty not from his mpp duty i'd love so to of know course, I'd love he to just know decided he was like you know what uh guys i screwed up the big responsibility um so i'm just gonna take the smaller responsibility and uh it's all chill it's all good i'm still an mpp you guys i just won't be the housing guy back to you mr ford like and this is it's why not a, it's not a punishment to lose responsibility while you keep your pay you keep your job. That's not a punishment. I agree with you. And you know what? This is why we need one more resignation. We need Doug Ford's resignation. Because you mean to tell me... Okay, they were always going to... In my opinion, they were always going to get bribed. So they either... They either set him up in my opinion, but in doing so, it makes them look stupid. So you're telling me, okay, so whatever they won the they won the election. They're the government, okay? That they, they they're elected officials. So you're telling me a chief of staff who is a non elected official, uh, non elected government worker, is the one making the choices? Does that make any fucking sense to you? My 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 off base. That doesn't make any sense. We didn't elect. No offense to Ryan Amato. I'm sure he's a he's a great person. He could be as good as he needs to be. But but he wasn't elected, but by no. by Ontario. But yet he is tasked with making these choices, either because he volunteered and Doug Ford is too stupid to say, oh, you know, maybe I should be doing it, or. They did it on purpose so that when it came out like this, it would look like he. No, 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 no. We, we, we knew nothing. We knew nothing. It was all him. I wasn't even just, there. What seems especially ridiculous is that it's ever since. When did this start? When did this stuff start coming out? It felt like February. It felt like we've known about this for so long. Since I feel Jan- like February. Yeah, that's January, when we heard February, about the stag yeah. and doe, right? Yes. So it just what's so funny is this government constantly going, you know, we're not scandalous. We're not doing anything scandalous. Stop looking into this. Shut up. Everything's cool. Everything's kosher. We're not selling the green belt. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Boom. Uh, What the fuck is a green belt? That sounds like a scam. <laughs> like, Doug, you told us you weren't going to touch it. You made a stupid video where you looked at the screen. And you did your folks. We're friends. Uh, you always gonna make a lot of money for my friends, but uh, you said no, and I'm a man for the people, so I heard you. So uh, I'm not gonna develop on the green belt. 2018, Doug Ford. That's me. And then it's, I can't remember where it was said. So this isn't like a verbatim thing, 
But I, I do remember Doug Ford, one of the things of him saying of the situation changing was him saying that he had done such a great job of, you know, promoting Ontario, of being Ontario's premier, that so many, that it was, that's why everything was falling, like crumbling this housing stuff, because he was doing such a good job that everybody wanted to come to Ontario. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it is, I don't even know what to say. However, <laughs> I know everything I just said, and now it's going to sound like I'm praising them, but I'm yeah. not. However, I think that, okay, we got about 10, 10 minutes, so we're good. Um, I th- So let's talk about this Kathleen Wynne thing. Kathleen Wynne was in the news recently. I don't have the article in front of me, but I, I read it, blurbs of it where she opposes the new ruling from um, the Ministry of Education and Stephen Lecce that if a child chooses to change their pronouns or assign different pronouns or whatever the, the English is, I don't mean to offend anybody, um, that they now have to tell the parents instead before, I guess they didn't have to tell the parents. Um, I think it's the right move. You may have a different opinion. I'm going to let you go first. I strongly disagree. In fact, that's that's really what I've been rampaging on Twitter for the last little while. The thing is, you know, there's, there's so many levels of this. I want to start with, of course, the idea, the term, parental rights and it's it's just in my opinion it's just a cover for children as property instead of as individuals who have their own autonomy their own their own thoughts all this stuff you know and nothing good here's the thing you know kids aren't changing their they're not doing let's say the surgical or the chemical transitioning, if they're talking about exploring their gender identity, and if they're talking to a teacher about this stuff instead of their parents, it's not, I feel like a big part of the conversation is this idea that kids are being groomed or indoctrinated into being queer at school. That's that's ridiculous. It's not happening in public schools. Teachers are mm, are you teachers <laughs> are fighting to have enough time to teach their kids math. They have too many kids in their class. So we're fighting for smaller class sizes. This shit isn't happening. It's not. Okay. And it's just, you know, people are like, people hear it as you are going to put these children in danger. Not because all parents are abusive and and you know are just looking for reasons to beat their kids but because there are children who are who do come out and are abused by their parents there are parents who hate their queer children who hate the idea of queerness more than they love their children there are parents like that and those kids are put in danger by by making it policy to essentially out children to parents. And the thing is, if you if 
children had that relationship with their parents, they would come out to their parents probably. And even then they wouldn't necessarily, I don't know. They have identities beyond their parents. And it's the thing is they're not transitioning at this age. They're not being indoctrinated to do so. It's, it's this fantasy of teachers are just gang up the kids and that's not happening. Here, here's what I'll say about it. You know, I said that I thought it was a good move, and that is because I strongly believe in the relationship between parent and his child, his or her child. And I, I got to be honest with you, like, you know, I've, I've, I wasn't a great son most, some of the time. And, and, you know, I haven't been the, the best father, but I'm, I'm doing the best I can. And, I firmly believe in the relationship between a parent and child. And if, if the teacher, if the school is making what I perceive to be decisions for my child, and I'm not allowed to be involved in them because I don't even know that they're happening. Well, that's where the parental rights come in. You see, let me put it, let me put it to you like this. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Okay. Okay. So let's say your son comes to you and goes, hey, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not 18 yet. I may not even be 10. I'm not sure of your son's age. <laughs> uh, can, I, can I get a tattoo? Now, let's look at the flip side. Let's say he comes home one day and he's got a tattoo on. And you didn't know about it. And neither did, did his mother or, or your partner. And... The school okayed it. And I know it's it's not the same thing. I understand that. But that's the, the best example that I can... Here's, a, here's uh, the thing. And what's interesting is someone else earlier today on Twitter, um, I didn't respond to them, but they they brought up an analogy to tattoos as well. Oh, I didn't, I didn't. I promise you, I no, didn't no, no. see it. No, no, no. I know. And I'm saying it's weird. Um, it's just, I feel like it's... They're just they're different things, you know. If no, but I'm I was just... I was going for I was going for we got, we got about four minutes. I was going for how you feel as a parent when you're asked, and then when you're not asked. That was what I was going for. I just i I think it's i i in my mind it's different because it's 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 not a. This is bad. I feel like this is bad for me to talk about because I'm I'm not a part of uh, I'm not a part of that community. I'm not I'm not gay. I've never had to come out. Um, so I guess I'm I'm I guess here's the thing. We're both speaking hypotheticals, really, truly, um, which isn't, I guess, fair for the conversation. But it's just in my mind, if, for example, um, my son, uh, it turned out wasn't straight. And I, I say that because that is like, in most people's mind, that is the default. Um, and for whatever reason, um, in fact, it doesn't even have to be that we have a terrible relationship. There could just be a part of him. He doesn't know. He, he doesn't know, say how I feel about, um, how I feel about, um, that community any anyone in there he might be afraid to 
he might be afraid that our relationship will be over. We've never had a conversation. He doesn't know. Um, I, no, I, that's not true. I, I really do think that he should understand where I come from. But at the same, but he could be afraid for that. And he could feel, the thing is, he could feel safe talking to his teacher and partially because they're not quite so involved in their personal life. You know, it's not really at that stage when it's a conversation like that, they're not, they're not making life altering decisions. They're just, a lot of the times they're just looking to have someone they can confide in. And that doesn't, and it's not that people who are opposed to the, the parental rights movement, it's not that they're excited pushing for people to have bad relationships with their kids. It's, it's, to protect the ones, it's to protect the minority. It is a minority. It's not a majority of parents. Nobody's even saying it's a majority of parents, but it's to protect the minority of kids who are in real potential danger. And that's that's how I view it. I think I think I got off track because I wanted to say an example of if my son wanted to come out and for whatever reason, he didn't feel comfortable coming out to me, my feelings would be hurt, but it wouldn't be against the school like that would be the relationship i have with my son you know what i mean all right we're going to continue this on the other side and we're back and uh do you have any you want to finish it off or, or you know well i think i will say that i think that maybe it's it's not a matter of doing more research on the topic it's a matter of you know, everyone is, I find that most people are deep rooted in their opinions and they just won't change. I, I think my big thing here is, is I do feel as if there are certain people who are framing it a certain way. And I don't know, I, I've told you my piece. I, I hope I got it across uh, as eloquently as I, as I need to. Um, that's, I, for me, I, I feel like what's more important in my mind is parents' obligation to their children, not their rights to their children. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I hear you. And you see, audience, this is an example of Philip and I disagreeing, but we're still working together. Because we're pals. I mean, so we are. Exactly. <laughs> I like how I have to say it as if it's like I have to convince people. We're friends. We are. <laughs> I know it's been three weeks. Uh, is there anything you wanted to touch on federally before we we go municipal? I mean, it would just be me doing what I do, ragging on the federal conservatives. And it's not, it's most they're not the ones in power. <laughs> Listen, well, actually, so partially correct. I mean, they are elected officials. They can, when parliament resumes, they can put up their own proposals. I did see someone say, oh, if the conservatives said out loud what their housing plan was, the liberals would just steal it. It made me want to rip my hair out. Politics isn't supposed to be about you secretly having the best plan so that only you can implement it. It's different parties having different ideas about what that best plan is. Like, it's not supposed to be a game. Of course, we know politics is a game and it is being played like a game. 
but oh my god, don't keep ah! just say what your stupid good plan is. And if the liberals are like, hey, that actually makes sense, and they take your idea, say thank you for your work to improve the country instead of just only hoping that your party is the only one willing to do good things for the country. Sorry, I'm I'm being a huge whiner about oh my god. It's okay. I've I've got a lot of frustration in my mind towards federal conservative partisans, especially right now where they talk about pretending they give a shit about poor people. You know, they see all these videos of people going like, I can't afford my rent. Everything's so hard. I'm going to the food bank. You know, the truth is a conservative government's going to come into power almost definitely. Um, and fundamentally, the things that they are complaining about, they're not going to fix. Sorry, I'm being cynical. I'm not. <laughs> I apologize, Matthew. I, I have no intention of bringing too much logic into this little rant. I am just... I my rebuttal would be that we wouldn't have to worry about a conservative federal party coming in to be the next government if the liberals weren't no you're correct you're absolutely listen you're absolutely 100% correct it's and again it's not that i necessarily um i'm not rooting for the liberals and you have to understand and i and i'm i'm not pushing this as uh, the podcast stance. This is my stance. I don't necessarily believe in the federal liberals, especially right now. I do personally believe that the liberals are better than the conservatives in general. And again, I'm not pushing that as you have to agree with that because, again, I don't, I don't like the liberals all that much. In fact, actually, here's a here's a fun little bit. Uh, just today, just before the deadline, uh, the six, I believe it was a 6 p.m. deadline. I, I am officially, this is, I hope, I hope you laugh because I, I want this to be funny. I am officially an Ontario liberal member. That's I'll tell you awesome. Why. why was I no. supposed to laugh? <laughs> because <laughs> I don't support the Ontario liberals. Okay. So you have to understand they made membership free. Oh, so I I'm signing up just so that I can vote for the leader, uh, specifically because I think Crombie would be awful. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot um, of the big, a lot of the big time liberals have come out and I know supported I know. Johnny Crombie. I know it's it's weird, um, but. So I do feel a bit like I'm doing a, a liberal in disguise bit here because, you know. Well, well since we're talking it, liberal, I got to They made ask, it too easy. Trudeau, I heard something in the news. Trudeau got uh, Jean Chrétien, former prime minister, to come out and speak uh, for him. Is that, did I hear that correct? Oh, or probably, I... yeah. Embarrassing. You know, before I gave a shit about politics when I was just a kid, I remember this guy was like prime minister for what felt like forever. It did feel like a long, long time. I remember. Um, You know, one thing that I'd like to do in the future, in the next one or two episodes, uh, we could play rank that uh, 
and we can fill in the blank. We can rank that prime minister, rank that premier, and we could we, you could compile your list, and I'll compile mine, and then we can compare. Nobody wins, but it's fun to talk about. <laughs> That's fair. True. Nobody wins, and I'm okay with that. So maybe we can do that next week. I would love to do that. <clears throat> okay, so... Now we can, uh, you know what? Before we get into the municipal stuff, I was going to save this for last, but but I I I, I got I want to I want to see your reaction. So I happen to be flipping through my favorite paper, the Sun. You remember? <laughs> and I saw this little article. It doesn't say who is written by. It's one of those little blurbs, but it's about Tucker Tucker Carlson and Obama. Tucker. Sorry, I just like that you called him Tucker. <laughs> And it, uh, the headline reads, Obama drama hits X. Maybe you know what I'm talking about? So, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. A convicted fraudster sat down with Tucker Carlson at once to claim, uh, again, sorry, to once again claim to have smoked cocaine and had sex with former U.S. President Barack Obama. The nearly 42-minute interview shared on social media site X on Wednesday evening includes allegations that Larry Sinclair first made in 2008 about an encounter with Obama in 1999. So he's not talking about while he was the president. Okay. <laughs> because, so why is this even a story? He just partied. <laughs> well, he's a dude, right? And he's claiming to have had sex with Obama and smoked it, cocaine. Yeah. It's just a continuation of... I've never heard this before, so I thought it was funny. I don't know why. You know what? I'm I'm very... I'm pleased that the Toronto Sun even makes reference to the fact that this guy's a fucking fraud. (laughs) You know, whatever you want to say about Obama, and and I didn't like him when he was in office, um, but that... You know, that was during the time where I was always trained to, like, not like the person who is in office. You always like, you always like, the, that is very distracting, but it's it's cool. <laughs> Man, we we could use the visual element to our podcast. Um, I, I think he was one of the smartest ex-presidents. Not that I agree with everything he did, because I didn't. But, you know, he's one of the smartest. And then, you know, we just got one of the stupidest. And we might get another stupid one, so we'll see what happens. He's not stupid, he's sleepy. I ain't sleepy talking about Joe. Put him I... to bed. He's a he's a sleepy boy. Well, for the record, I don't I was... know why I'm talking like this. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I wasn't talking about Biden, but I don't like him either. I was talking about yeah, Trump. He's... No, yeah, I, <laughs> I figured you meant him for the first stupid and then i thought when he meant next stupid i thought he meant biden after which is again he's just a sleepy little guy he's not little he's the most powerful man in the world we could also (laughs) hey we could also rank presidents that'd be funny that would be so great we need like a historian on a political historian yeah but you see the problem not to insult political historians because I don't mean to, but I find that they're the historian part gets slanted depending on who you agree with, who you support liberal, conservative, NDP, I see Green what you're Party. Saying. So that's why that's 
what my issue would be. If it's just a historian that studies politics and has no opinion, I, I'm I'm down with that. You know what? We need to find a Quebecer historian. <laughs> They'll be nonpartisan, surely. Yeah, because their leader, he's like, uh, was it? Uh, I think it was two debates ago. Maybe it was last debate. I don't remember. Um, they had the, the question went around, why should you be prime minister? And I believe he started his saying something like, "Why well, don't I don't really want to be prime minister?" <laughs> he said something like that. I I gotta tickles. tell you, the block, the block Quebecois. I love them because I don't understand them. Honest, honestly, I I love the concept. They're funny. I've a personal joke to myself is I've wanted Quebec to to reach out beyond Quebec to run candidates beyond Quebec for the Black Quebecois, and but in the English parts of the country, the slogan would just be "Get the fuck out of here, Quebec." <laughs> it seems like we'd be the mutual interest. I'm down. <laughs> you know, and I, I keep uh, I keep appealing to, um, you know, Blanchard, leader Blanchard. <laughs> I don't think that's I, I do not. That is I'm so sorry. That is I can't remember why I said something in a very French accent and someone told me, oh, your French accent sounds so good. And it's like, that's unfortunate that I don't speak French. I don't think my blend. <laughs> I don't think my Blanchard is a great example of a French accent. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, I guess we can uh, go across to the other side of the street and uh, let's talk the about... The other side of the street. Let's talk about Olivia Chow and the Toronto Municipal Government. Can we start with the good? There's good? Okay, hit me. Oh, shit! <laughs> I mean, I... I... No, no, I think there is one good thing. I want to congratulate... Counselor Jamal Myers and becoming the new head of the TTC. Hell sincere, yeah. sincere congratulations. We're big fans of you. You're welcome on the show anytime. We should get him. We should get him as part of my uh, application to be his uh, TTC executive chair or whatever that job is. You you got my text message then. <laughs> I did. Did was, <laughs> was I gotta I gotta know just for my own sake. Me telling you that's when you first heard about it? Yeah. And then you went searching. I looked up. Here's the thing. Um, so I looked at the... Here's the thing. I always look at these qualifications and I always get discouraged because I'm like, this is beyond me. I can't do that. But um, someone... It's not... This isn't like a public figure tweeted, but someone else made a point and I... I okay. So someone on my Twitter feed basically said, uh, is this actually a job we want a transit expert at? Doesn't seem like it has much power. And then someone responded to that person saying, the salary is such that it won't attract an expert. So he wouldn't worry about that. So I responded saying, is it funny that that somehow makes me feel more qualified to apply? Because <laughs> if an true. expert isn't going to go for it, they might as well go for a well-intentioned idiot. <laughs> no, what we need is someone who actually gives a fuck about the TTC, and you well, fit yes, that, yeah. and you fit that bill. Oh yeah, baby. I mean, no disrespect to any of the counselors that have uh, held the post in the past, but I felt like they never gave a shit. 
shit. <laughs> Going no, back it's, to it, honestly, it feels immediate. Um, all the good that's already happening on TTC. In fact, which is part of the good thing I do want to bring up whenever I bring it up. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, look, going back to Har- Howard Moscow and then Adam Giabroni, and then I don't know who was in between, uh, but then I remember... Oh, Burnside. Know, oh, yeah, that guy. Seems like he uh, was placed there specifically to worsen the service. I felt like when, you know, I don't know if this is a popular opinion or not, but I felt like when we lost Andy Byford, that's when the tide started to turn. Now we got this fucking Rick Leary... Hashtag get rid of Rick Leary or fire Rick Leary. Come up with something. Come up, come up with something, guys. Weary Leary. (laughs) Um, Hashtag we are weary of Leary. I honestly hope that one of the things on his desk is to find a new CEO, uh, uh, Councillor Myers. So hopefully we we can look forward to that. But I want to ask you, because you want to talk about the service coming back to the TTC. But I can't remember if it was in the paper or online, but I, I uh, no, it was online. It was X, Twitter, whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, uh, they, I hate they had tags now. <laughs> they had tagged the article with the picture, you know, with, with uh, Rick Leary standing there with Jamal Myers, and I think it was Olivia Chow as well. Um, so they tagged the article, and then I was reading the comments underneath, and the comments are like, um, hello, service always comes back in September. <laughs> um, here, and here's the thing. I, I don't know how true that is. Um, it would Listen, if, if they use that opportunity to cynically announce service improvements, but they're just regular service improvements... I would say that city comes at their most cynical. Uh, I, but again, I I don't know how true that is. Uh, I, it was just, it's good to hear somebody talking about the TTC. I agree, man. I I've I've said it for years. The TTC is the single biggest slash greatest asset, in my opinion, that the city of Toronto owns and controls is the single biggest one. If you shit on it, it's not going to do good for you. But if you invest in it, it's going to be great. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so speaking of which, um, so it's in the grand scheme of things. This isn't like, oh my God, this is the government saving our lives. You know, it's no, it's not that extreme. But it's the municipal government and the federal government working together to make things better. And I'm, of course, referring to the announcement today, the um, the Rogers framework, you know, because they were going to get Rogers cellular service in the starting with line one, obviously moving its way through the rest of the system. But initially, that was just going to be um, Rogers cellular. And I believe freedom because they were already there. But uh, it's amazing what gets done when the person in the mayor's office isn't getting a paycheck from Rogers <laughs> because it's so it's, this just seems obvious. You can't gatekeep the cellular. If the idea is that providing cellular service in the underground is for safety, that can't be dependent on your service. 
you're saying, well, someone with Rogers is going to be safe, but someone with Bell, well, you're fucked. You know, you're like that's it's it's the municipal and federal government working together for a good thing. It's minuscule. It's you know they need to do so much more on so many other things, but. We got to take our wins, Matthew. We got to take our wins. Absolutely. And now that you can use your cell phone eventually all over the TTC, the next thing we're going to fight for is plug outlets in the subway, on the train. You know what? Some The thing is, some of the newer electric vehicles actually have USB ports on them. Oh, I didn't know that. See, that's how long yeah. I've, I've been on a, on, on, a, on one of them electric buses or whatever the fuck it's it's very weird they're not they're like specific routes they're on um but yeah it's actually a pretty cool feature awesome you've used it yeah so that is awesome that is well and then um it's i feel like it's a pilot thing it's like the 102 that's the um markham road bus they have wi-fi on the bus Really? No, I believe it's no, I believe it's a bandwidth that my phone can't hit. You know, there's like the five point five, and then there's whatever. I don't think my phone can like work with it. So my phone has never worked with the TTC Wi-Fi. So I actually don't know. If, uh, sorry, the bus TTC Wi-Fi. So I actually don't know if that works, but it is advertised on those buses. I'm pretty sure they work. I'm pretty sure my phone is just a piece of shit. But uh, you know, like there's some. There's some stuff. Listen, things are happening on the GDC. Let's talk about. Do you got anything, uh, any other good stuff before? Unfortunately, we do have to cover the rest of it. You know, I feel like here's the thing. I feel like Olivia Chow has done a few things, a few good things quite fast, like um, the swimming pools staying open through September. You know, as we had that heat wave, it was, you know, great forward thinking. That's the sort of city stuff, city services that we're looking for, you know. And again, obviously, obviously, we want more. <laughs> Matthew, we are greedy little gremlins, and we want more. But, well, uh, but for real, we do want more. But it's, I do think there are good things, some good things. Absolutely, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, you know, she's only been the mayor for fuck, three months. Three months, some, if, if even. Fuck, it feels longer. For some reason, I don't know why. Um, she's she's accomplished some things. I'm not gonna. I won't take that away from her. The problem is, is that like, I'm happy on one hand that she got the governments together, or, or maybe they had already gotten together, and she's just got there to smile and wave. And well, that's a good I point. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't know. So, but whatever the the refugee situation was dealt with and continues i guess to be an ongoing thing yeah but but my main complaint and one that was very central during the 2022 election of which olivia chow was nowhere in sight was the toronto homeless contingent everybody that's in a tent all the homeless people that's everywhere in this city Again, nothing against the refugees. If the federal government wants to continue to pay for it, bring them all. Bring them all. They're building condos anyway, so fuck it. Someone's got to live in it. Bring them all. But what about the Toronto homeless? 
what about the people that I pass? As I told you guys, I'm a delivery driver, mostly downtown. And I pass these tents and I, I, I feel like complete shit because I feel like even as a podcaster, I'm not doing enough. We have this show. Let's blast these people. But it's, it doesn't ever feel like it's enough. No, I, the thing is, I, the only thing I would push back on, and it's not like a huge, it's, it's not, it never has to be, or, you know, I say it like that. It's, it shouldn't be one or the other. And I, but, and that's the problem. I agree. The problem is that the problem is that we have made it one and not the other. Um, I agree. So I think like, so here's the thing. And I, I think I, I, you know, you sort of jump to conclusions because a lot of people, they do sort of frame it as a oppositional, like you shouldn't do this. You should only do this. It both should happen. I agree. Um, and it's just, it's, God, it's a real shame that it's at the moment, it's not. I'm, there is a part of me that sees that, that positive collaboration between the city and the federal government and hoping that that continues towards all the other things that we need. I think that was well put. Thank you. You're so articulate. <laughs> now, when last we left our audience, you might recall me talking about a certain interview that took place on 1010 that included uh, former mayoral candidate Rob Davis and current city councillor Shelley Carroll. And so this article that I have is from Brian Lilly. Sorry. Lilly Unleashed. Ah! It's from August 22nd. And it has a list of names that are being considered to be renamed. Now, I know what you're going to say. Well, they're they're not going to do it. They don't have the money. They're broke. I agree with you. Toronto is broke. Why are we talking about this still? We're broke. Well, as Shelly Carroll puts it, well, we want to have a plan so that when we have the money, we can do it. But you have Toronto homeless on the streets, the TTC is a mess, the gardener needs to be fixed, you have Ontario Place hanging over your head, there's a big budget problem, but you want to spend 30, is it 31 million, or is it, every time we, (laughs) that is very distracting, every time we talk about this particular issue, the price tag goes up. I just wanted to go through the list of streets. If you know them, if you, are, you know I actually, I, I want to know I, if, if you're offended by them. Well, you know, the very, here, before you even start, the answer is no, I'm not offended by any of these names, <laughs> but I, I actually, I would like you to go through the list. I think I'm very curious. Okay. So, There are names in red and names in black, and it says the streets that are in red are identified by city staff as being named for slave owners. So the first one on the list is Abbey Lane. Sorry, sorry, quick pause. What did you just say the black and the red were? Okay, so there's, there's street names listed both in red ink and black ink, and it says down here at the bottom, the streets in red ink 
are identified by city staff as being named for slave owners. Okay. Okay, so the first name is in red, and it's Abby Lane. Can you look in your... Uh, it, if, if you want to, just let me know where Abby Lane is, because I have no fucking clue. I will look it up. A-B-B-E-Y Lane. Abby Lane. We won't Give do this for all of them. Oakville. Oh, because that's a public school. Okay. Um, no, I just want to know where Abby Lane is. Thank you. Uh, and it's still taking me to this public school in Oakville. So that's oh, not what I want. It, it's got to be... It's got to be in Toronto because... <laughs> Why would City of Toronto yeah, be talking yeah. about Oakville's names? Anyway, chances are it's my my it's Microsoft Bing. You know, it's not Google, so it's probably just sticking it to this one school. So let's go to the next one. We'll figure. We'll let Abby Lane okay. worry about Abby Lane. So the next one, the next three are in black ink, uh, so they're not named after slave owners, but they're still up for consideration to be renamed. Alexander Place. Oh, I've I recognize the name of that alexander place parkside why do i recognize that what the no this is this is uh, this is water down ontario you, you should be going oh, to this that's a sorry i i put in alexander place and it went to like uh it's a retirement home oh my god I am not the man in the chair here. I am. I'm really dropping the ball. I'm going into Google. Sorry, I'm still on Bing. I need to go to Google and oh, fix my sorry. transgression. So it is. This is a full list of of place names that are considered. So they could be places instead of streets. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't read that at the top. That's my bad. Okay. So the next one is Alexander Street. Ooh. Did someone named Alexander do something bad? Well, you have to assume. What, Alexander the Great. Yeah, he was probably Alexander the Bad. He's probably a real nasty motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I don't know how, but I'm sure. Okay, Let's next. Maps. Alexander Street. Okay, yeah, no, we got an Alexander Street in Toronto. Where are you, Jarvis? Oh, Jarvis and Wellesley? Wait, this is by my work? Where's no interesting. Okay. okay next. Well, it's, it's close to Jarvis and Wellesley. The next one on the list is Amherst Avenue. And Amherst, A-M-H-E-R-S-T. Amherst Avenue. Okay. Oakwood Village. Edmonton and Dufferin around. St. Clair West Village. I don't get it. Oh, I'm just saying what's around it. I have no idea what an Amherst is. Okay, so you know, instead of instead of researching it, I think you should just say these names because Yeah, let's just we're say we're not the even names. a visual podcast. You're right, you're right. Uh so the next five are in red ink. So they're named after a, a uh slave owner. Uh, and they are Baby Point, <laughs> Baby Point Crescent, Baby Point Road, Baby Point T, 
Terrace, Brant Place, and Brant Street. I know Brant Street's downtown. I drive on that. Hey, listen, I think those baby ones are just them being like, oh my God, we made a terrible. I don't, listen, I don't, I'm not sure that all of these are offense based. I think some of them are just like, oh my God, we've got streets named after babies. <laughs> like, it's so, why, like, listen, why is I'm that not, a problem? I'm not encouraging, listen, I'm not encouraging. The, the use of money while we have no money. I'm just saying, I don't think they're saying this out of offense. I think they're like, fuck, we named this street after babies. Okay, next one. Brettlebane Street. I've never heard of that street, so it's nowhere I've been. <laughs> um, Castle Frank Crescent and Castle Frank Road. Well, why not just change Castle Frank subway station? I mean, I I get the impression that that's what would have to happen if, again, I don't even know the context. What's what's wrong with Castle Frank? No idea. Frank Ca- oh, you know what? Well, Frank Castle is uh, the Punisher, so uh, there's that. The city <laughs> of Toronto doesn't want to associate with uh, lawless vigilantes. With vi- no, we can't have we we Toronto does not have a vigilante. When do we get one? New York has like 28. <laughs> New York New York is so violent. Every superhero is based out of New York. Cuz they That's each true. Have, they each have a part of the city and it's still fucking dangerous. <laughs> That's they're not doing a good job. I mean, can you think just just briefly, just just for fun. Just think if all these superheroes existed at the same time, both DC and Marvel. Why the fuck? And the Ninja Turtles. Why the fuck do you need all them people in New York? You got the Ninja Turtles. You got Spider-Man, Iron Man. You got Batman. Batman is... Because Gotham is New York, right? I mean, can we agree on that? Or Well, okay. So here's the thing. Gotham is something... But Metropolis is also something. Do we know what? Oh wait, did someone say Metropolis was Toronto? I why do no I idea. think? Why do I feel like someone told me that Metropolis was Toronto? There's no and like the the Daily Bugle is based off the Toronto Star. No, that doesn't sound right. That sounds made up. That sounds made up. Don't I listen al- to me. I'm, I always thought crazy. Superman was from. It sounded like Chicago to me, but that's just me. It's. I mean, like he's American. Like it's not. I'm not saying that it was like. Whoever told you know what? Whoever told that to me, and I feel like that, that was recent. They lied to me. They're liars. I don't. <laughs> I don't believe them anymore. I, as soon as I said it out, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, "That can't be right." And then you have Daredevil. You have Luke Cage, Jessica. Jones, I was thinking Iron very Fist. specifically Daredevil and his uh, his perimeter of Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> and that's useless. He's blind. Get a better hero, Hell's Kitchen. Luke Cage is right there. Right. And it just, it just, we need it. We need a, I'm not, this is a parody. We don't, we don't condone violence, but, but (laughs) Toronto, we need a fucking uh, vigilante. Uh, So let me rattle off some more of these names. We'll have to continue this when we come back. Uh, So Churchill Avenue, there's one in North York and one in Toronto. I mean, North York is Toronto, but whatever. That's how it's listed here. And then Colony Road, Columbus Avenue, Columbus Parkette. Any offense to those? Um, are any of those in the red, or are they just all black? No, these are all black. Oh my god! So it's like, what is 
the deal? What are they? What's the qualification to put them on this list? Yeah, exactly. Uh, And again, my theory is simply just, uh, you know, stylistic, you know, the baby streets. They don't they don't want Toronto to have no baby streets. This next one, Cornwallis Drive. Listen, um, that dude had it had to be a racist dude. And that's just because his name is Cornwallis. <laughs> Listen, if my name were Cornwallis, I was about to, okay. No, that's a terrible joke. Never mind. Um, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't be named Cornwallis, and I wouldn't do terrible things, even if my name was Cornwallis. But I would understand if a Cornwallis did terrible things. <laughs> Dalhousie Street, Gladstone Avenue. Gladstone's over by Dufferin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the next few i understand indian grove indian mound crescent indian road indian road crescent mm. indian trail indian valley crescent those Bad i understand luck. even though they're in black they're not in red i understand them uh, <laughs> well they weren't saying they're slaves they just said uh oh man <laughs> next one i don't understand maybe you can help me out jarvis street it's in red so it's it's named after a slave owner <laughs> I jarvis I I think Jarvis, I think Tony Stark's AI assistant. Oh my god, that's a good point. I mean it's I've always said a... I want I want my own Jarvis in my house. <laughs> I mean, isn't that just Alexa? I oh, mean shit. if, if I think Alexa heard me say that. Right? If you're if you're if you go that way, my my house is more okay, Google. Oh uh, I yeah, I've got um, I've got one of the Google mini speakers uh, that came free uh, with some sweet hookup. So I got it for free. I don't even keep it plugged in. It's very silly, but I, I do like it. I have yeah. two. I have two of them. The problem is one of my kids will just sit there and talk to it all day. And I'm like, come on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, we got to get you some social interaction. Uh, John Street. And I'm I'm assuming they mean the downtown John Street because it doesn't. Well, specify. I mean, listen, my the my dad isn't that bad a guy, you know. It's it's fine. Yeah, you don't have to change your whole name just for him. <laughs> Kitchener Avenue, Kitchener Road. Ooh, is Kitchener problematic? I have no idea. Uh, they're in black. They're not in red. So no, but you know, black. So red is just slave owner. Yeah. So black could be problematic for a, a billion other ways. Well, yeah, because the the Indian names. Oh right, yeah, yeah. They were all in. Obvious. They were they were all in black. So, but that's yeah. why. Okay, and then we have uh, Langevin Crescent, Laurier Avenue, McDonald Avenue, McDonald Street. Okay, well, Ma- that's just in to protect our health. What do you mean? Oh, uh, McDonald's, just... <laughs> uh, or maybe, 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 maybe it's a, uh, a, a copyright thing. No, I, I think if that were the case, that one would be like a uh, shit. They're suing us every day while we don't change this, so we have to change it. So I, I don't, I don't think it's a copyright thing. All right, and we're going to continue this uh, on the other side. So we'll see you there, and we're back. And uh, just continuing down the list, Maitland Place, Maitland Street, McGill Parquet, McGill Street, 
Uh, let me see here. Old Colony Road. Any Anything with the word colony, I feel like they want to get rid of that. I think that's probably fair. Old Young Street. Uh, Peter Street. Here, here's what I don't understand. They It starts being Blue Jays Way, and then I can't remember where. I think it's at King Street, where it ends as Blue Jays Way, and it continues as Peter Street. Well, fuck it. Just make it Blue Jays Way all the way up. We've got some weird street situations happening in the city, so uh, I think we could be well served by not making it so confusing. So I agree with you. Just make it Blue Jays Way the whole way through. Absolutely. Like easy peasy, no question, no fuss, no muss, no fuss. Uh Portland Street, which is funny because we have a Portland Street downtown, but we also have one in Etobicoke, in South Etobicoke. Um, so I don't know which one they're referring to. Uh then we have Ro- Rhodes Avenue, and then the next four are in red ink. Uh Russell Hill Drive, Russell Hill Road, Russell. Road and Russell Street. So somebody named Russell uh, is linked to slave owner. It's... That doesn't surprise me. That is a bastard's name. No, I'm joking. <laughs> the only Russell I know is a good guy. And we have, of course, Ryerson Avenue. They've already changed the college. Why not the street? I mean, at that point, that makes sense. But, you know... Only only in the sense that we're doing it anyways. You know what I'm saying? You know, and here's the other thing before we finish this list. Like, does nobody understand? It, 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 it costs a lot of money to change all this stuff. And sure, I mean, this is city stuff. This government has to pay for it. Whoa. And again, I, I'm just throwing this out here. I'm not slandering anybody. But what if we find out in 20 years that Ted Rogers was, I don't know, not a good guy? (laughs) Is Rogers going to rename Rogers? Are we going to rename Rogers Center? Are we going to rename everything with Rogers in it? Depends on how scandalous. (laughs) Um, I'm going to finish the the list and then there is a small blurb at the end of his article that I want to read and I want, I want to get your opinion on so we have Simcoe Park Simcoe Street Vaughn Road Wellesley Avenue Wellesley Place Wellesley Street Wellington Street oh you're going to love this one Wendingo Way Wendigo Way. Oh, I'm saying it wrong then, I guess. I think so. Wendigo? Wood Street, Young Boulevard, and Young Street. But you know what was left off this list? Dundas as well. So they want to change Young Street. They want to change Dundas. They want to change Wellesley, Wellington, Peter Street. They want to change Jarvis. Why don't we just scrap the whole city and start it all over? I know you don't like Brian Lilly, or maybe that's an incorrect statement. You disagree with a lot of his viewpoints. Can we? That's more accurate. I don't know him personally. Okay. So, but I, but he wrote this last little blurb, and I, I'm going to read it. Uh, so, for the article, it says it's better to tell our full history 
to understand it and learn from it than attempt to whitewash your thoughts um you know here's the thing ultimately i kind of find the name changing nobody looks at the name dundas and then is immediately like i'm gonna research the name dundas and then um I don't know. When I think about it, like, I understand the idea of not wanting to put these guys on a pedestal. At the same time, again, ultimately, my whole thing with the street renaming, all of that, is if we had the money, I wouldn't see it as a big deal. I think the only issue is that we don't have the money for it. And my concern is that when we do have the money, this is going to be one of the first things that gets paid for. That is, And money. there are more important things to do. Yes. And with that, we there was a city council meeting, so I'm just going to go over it briefly. You may be surprised by what I'm about to say. Oh, okay. So in here it says, and I'm not going to read the whole article. I'm just picking things out. Uh, so apparently there were calls to the city to adopt its own sales tax, income tax, payroll tax, as well as tax. Oh, this was written by Brian Lilly as well. Sorry. <laughs> uh, council even voted in favor of starting a municipal lottery. It endorsed the mayor's plan to have the city look at building 25,000 new rent controlled homes. The vote passed 23 to one with the only naysayer being your boy Stephen Holiday. once again <laughs> I keep, every time you say my boy I, I immediately my thought is like oh yeah the counselors are like uh, like Josh Matlow and you know, your boy Stephen Holiday. I was like oh right yeah yeah I gotta remember what he means when he says your boy how does he vote against 25,000 new rent controlled homes I don't get I love it this. he just listen if it's good for the city, he's going to vote no. <laughs> That's his prerogative. Uh, let me see here. Also on the agenda Wednesday was a proposal to fix the city's ongoing revenue problem by bringing in several new taxes. City staff are advocating for a municipal sales tax, something that cannot be done without provincial approval, which won't be forthcoming. Holiday was critical of the idea, saying it would hurt the city's attempt to attract new business and help the downtown core recover from the drop in business due to the pandemic. Uh, he, he, there's a quote from, from your boy. He goes, we need to look in the mirror because of the choices we have made over time, end quote. <laughs> I mean, that's rich because he's the guy who's been in city council making those decisions. So who's he to talk about? We got to look at our decisions. Man, look in the mirror. Holiday said that the real problem is the city continually finding new ways to spend money and doing so at a faster pace than the rate at which new revenue can come in. Counselor, your boy, Brad Bradford. Oh my God. Also, I've got boys also said that the city needs to look at how it's spending its money and not just try to squeeze more 
from residents with increased taxes or higher fees. He called for the city to conduct a core, <clears throat> excuse me, a core services review, an exercise last done in 2011 when Rob Ford was the mayor. He says, quote, having the inform that information for this council that could be helpful in our advocacy efforts as we go to the provincial and federal government governments, end quote. Uh, Chow's plan, backed by city staff, makes several calls for changes in the city's fiscal framework with new funding from the provincial and federal governments. Bradford said that the city needs to do its own work to find savings before looking for bailouts from other levels of government. The frustrating thing is, is this, that's not, it's not entirely an unreasonable position Except that the only thing that ever happens when we look at core service reviews is it's only ever about, it feels like it's only ever about reducing library hours, uh, cutting services. And it's never about, like, in my mind, anytime I see someone bring up the idea of doing a core service review, I just say, oh, great, it's time for us to look at the police budget. And the, the kind of people who want to look at a core service review don't want to look at the police budget. I I agree with you. Uh, let's see here. His proposal to conduct a core services review was attacked by councillors Shelley Carroll, Alejandro Bravo, Jamal Myers, Paula Fletcher, and Chris Moyce. And in the end, excuse me, in the end was voted down. I can't believe that. Look, all those counselors uh, voted against a core services review. Alejandro Bravo and Jamal Myers, they're that that's surprising. Um, it doesn't surprise me. No. I think I think they're coming to the same conclusion that I am. That it feels like the sort of things that get cut when we look at core service reviews are just, it's always the low-hanging fruit. Okay, and skipping down a little bit, it says, Council's mood appears to be one of taxing more and not offering breaks. Chow's proposals to increase revenue beyond the municipal sales tax also included a proposal to hike parking fees and increase the municipal land transfer tax on homes above $3 million. Councillor Diane Sachs put forth a motion to seek permission from the province to implement both a city income tax and a payroll tax. Uh, those two motions thankfully failed, uh, but a motion put forward by Councillor Nick Mantis that called for staff to study a new tax on travelers going through Billy Bishop Airport past 14 to 9. What do you think about that? What the tax they're going, they go through the airport and their tax, what does that mean? So the convenience of using the downtown airport versus Pearson, an extra tax for that. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that because I don't know why that doesn't make sense to me. Well, I've never flown before, so I've never even 
I mean, I've been to Pearson, but not to fly. Uh, so right. I, I I wouldn't know the difference if it smacked me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird. I that's that's a weird one. So council endorsed Chow's so-called mansion tax on homes over three million or a three-bedroom home on a subway line. They also backed increasing street parking rates to extraordinary levels, doing away with the $5 per hour maximum, and voted 21 to 2 in favor of increasing the failed vacant home tax from 1% to 3%. Now, I just want to stop there for a second, because I got a couple things to say. The parking. So... I know you don't drive, and I don't know when the last time you've been to a Blue Jays game is. But when I go, I I like to drive in. I'm sorry, I like to drive in. I don't I don't want to take a cramped either go bus or <laughs> or sorry go train or um, TTC from a because the crowds are massive. I don't like that, so I, I drive. Whatever. So. The last time I went to a Blue Jay game, parking was $25. So with decreasing the maximums, or sorry, getting rid of the maximums, what are we looking at now? Am I going to pay $75 the next time I want to park for a Blue Jays game? Um, maybe, maybe that's going a little bit overboard. Maybe $50 is, is better. Because so right now it's hourly, right? No, right now it's like twenty five dollars. Oh, just for the Blue Jay game though. But but I mean, there's other hourly parkings. I just I just like to use that for an example. Probably I wonder. I don't. I don't think that would apply because I I think there. I think the city can only be talking about um, street parking. Because I'm pretty sure that's the only one that they're involved with. I don't think it would have anything to do with. And I'm honestly, I'm not sure. I'm just talking out of my butthole. But it, I, I think I don't think they'd be able to control um, parking lots that belong to like corporations and stuff. If it doesn't belong to the city, I, th- I think it only applies to street parking. That's right. Uh, you know what? You, you're probably right on that. I just assumed it, it involved all parking. And that's um, fair. I mean, again, I'm you and I were both on the same page. We're not entirely sure, but that makes sense to me, right? That it wouldn't include um, stadium parking, for example. Absolutely. And I'll say this about the vacant home tax. You know, we, we've talked about this before on the show, how big a fan I am of Sid Sixero of Breakfast Television. Mm-hmm. The, it was the day after this, I saw something, I think it was on uh, because I I love watching the Facebook movies now, like the little video clips or whatever. I know what you're talking about. It's it's Either a TikTok, TikTok sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I, I get it with the YouTube shorts. I 100% understand the appeal. You know, even if you don't care about the content, it's like it's there. You know, maybe it's dumb for a bit. You flip through the next video, see a bit. Flip. I get the appeal. It's crazy. So I was listening to him talk about how he wishes that we had representation who actually cared about the problems and actually wanted to do something about it. 
He said, don't come to me with your 1%, 2%, or 3% vacant home tax. If you're serious about ending homelessness in Toronto, 20%. You know what? That's and I agree with him. I think I think that's that's true. You know, if you're buying a property just to sit on, just to speculate. Like someone could live there. I uh, that's absolutely. I I think I agree. But I mean, at least we are raising the tax. It's not as high as I want, but at least that's being addressed. We can agree on that. Yeah. Okay. So the end of this is on the concept of a municipal sales tax. Council voted sixteen to seven in favor. Um, of it. Do you want to know who the seven are? Can you guess who the seven are without looking it up? Uh, Stephen Holiday that, that, that Brad voted Bradford. against it. Stephen Holiday, Brad Bradford, yep, Lily Chang, yep, um, Michael Thompson. Nope. Oh, interesting. Um, so I got three. I'm doing pretty good. I got three. Um, am I going to be surprised? Pasternak. Yes. That's four. Okay, four. Um, There's one that's going to surprise you. Cole. No Cole? Oh, Cole? No, sorry. Ooh, um, Mantis. No. Seriously. You know what? I think I've, I've grabbed four. I've done a good job. <laughs> Tell me the rest. Jane Robinson. Okay. Oh, yeah. I should have got started. Him. Francis Nunziata. Oh, obvious. <laughs> Sorry, you're just naming. I'm just like, oh, the obvious villains. And Anthony Perusa. My boy, our boy Perusa. Anthony, why? And then the last paragraph of Brian Lilly's uh, uh, article here says tax and spend is back in vogue at Toronto City Hall. Be afraid, Toronto. Be very afraid. Would you? Is that that's fear mongering? No, absolutely. Yes, it is. It's absolutely. Brian is, you know, can can Olivia Chow get to the spend part before you know we complain about tax and spend? Like call, the you moment would call, you would call him a right wing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's yeah, yeah. he's way more right than I am. Right? Oh yeah. I mean. yeah, 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 yeah. Like I wouldn't say he's. Like he's not far right, but he's he is pretty solidly right wing. Um, that's why you don't like the sun. Well, yeah, no, I mean, no, I don't like him. I harass him on Twitter all the time. I I love when he does his little Lily Unleashed. I love I love making fun of those. Sometimes I like to do a, a Philly Unleashed because I think it's funny. Um, but I mean. Whatever, sometimes broken clock and all that, you know. Did we talk about we might I don't remember shit because we haven't recorded in three weeks. Did we talk about now you're doing it again? Did <laughs> we talk about Blake Acton's car being stolen? Uh we brought it up. Okay. I just want to make sure we addressed it. Uh, because again, I don't really remember. This has been a great month for me. Other than, you know, them attempting to murder me and then I got sung by the Hornets. Uh, It's been good for me in terms of like, like pain, because 
God damn, these gummies are good. And they <laughs> work. They work. I wouldn't be doing it if they didn't work, but they work. I don't, I take it at night, obviously. And fuck, it does help me sleep. My Maybe CBD I do. boy, my CBB, CBD boy. And the other one too. What's that? <laughs> THC. Oh, okay. So you're just getting the full weed experience. Ah, fuck it. It's legal now. I can Hell do whatever yeah. I want. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I understand she's only been mayor for three months. But we said this when she was elected. She needs to hit the ground running. There's a lot of work that has to be done before she can go, okay, I can catch my breath. No, there's still work to be done. And you know what? Absolutely great point. We can constantly. And you, here's the thing. I think I will sometimes need to be reminded because I want to say, you know, let's put the, let's pump the brakes. Let's, you know, be a little understanding. Let's give her some time. At the same time, they signed up for this. So they are free to be criticized over their, you know, their ability to get things done. So again, while I, I will, I'm hoping, and that's the thing I'll admit more readily that I'm hoping for Olivia Chow to be more successful than John Tory. Sorry. When I say it like that, that sounds so like the bar is so low. She's already. More <laughs> I, yeah. 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 What Tory. I, what I want to say is. What do I want to say? I, I just, I want her to do good things. I want to be able to give her credit, but I don't want to do it at the expense of, you know, fluffing over actual problems actual bad things that happen absolutely and you know i'm i I can't wait to see what happens next i mean it seems like it just seems like it's it's one thing after another some good some bad you know and i wasn't gonna i didn't know if we were gonna talk about this i think we've already talked about it before but i can't end tonight without uh, acknowledging what today is, and it is 9 11. I think we might have talked about this previously. 9 11 was a truly horrendous thing that happened. Uh, and I mean, a lot of people died, a lot of people still suffer to this day, a lot of fathers never came home to their kids a lot of mothers never came home to their kids a lot of people never came home to their kids and a lot of well i don't know how many anyway i hope for the rest of my life we never have to experience anything that comes close to what happened on 9-11 in september of 2001 and that's all i'm going to say on that I kind of just brought the mood down. You're on mute. Well, that's okay. I I can carry this for for a minute or so. Um, no, I just I I could go anywhere. We can start talking about Doug Ford again. <laughs> um, honestly, like. I don't know. 
I don't know where to go from here. I need to be rescued. We can edit now, all this all this out, all that. I'm 9-11 is a very serious thing. Uh I apologize that my initial plan was to make a joke about it. Oh, it's okay. I mean, I think I've told this story before, but I didn't even know it was happening until, I don't know, four o'clock in the day. Because mm. um, I didn't sleep at home. And we weren't watching TV. I'll say that. <laughs> and we didn't go to school the next day. Oh, man. Yeah. See, so I was in seventh grade. In um, a small, small town, Strathroy, Ontario, which I'm sure not a lot of people are aware of even where that is. And uh, and when I think about it, it's crazy because they like brought out a TV for us to watch like this news broadcast. We're in Canada. Like, that's crazy. I mean, you know, obviously our countries are very close and it's a big listen. This isn't me trying to downplay it. I know I said I wanted to make a joke about it. That's only because it's been 22 years. Um, But I don't know. It was. It's like it's weird because even in Canada, you you know how heavy it was. Yeah. And, you know, we're older now, so we can understand the seriousness of it. Maybe. I don't know. I can't speak for for other people. I didn't understand it when I was a. I think it was. I think it was eighteen. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand it. Senseless violence. Yeah, because I mean, it didn't. I don't know. This is depressing as fuck. Let's let's end on a high note. Um, let's talk about what potentially you'd want to see from the next prime minister. I guess it depends on what party you think is going to win, but potentially, or potentially maybe what you would like to see and what we can expect. Well, okay. Realistically, truly, honestly, we can expect a Pierre Polyev government. Uh, I'm not excited about it. I've got my reasons for that. Um, but that is that is where we are headed towards. Now, who do I want to see as prime minister? Based on the current roster of party federal party leaders we have. What a miserable question, because it's like they're I'm I'm not crazy about any of them, except, you know, jokingly Blanchett, you know, and that's really just my weird joke of, man, they should go beyond Ontario or wow. Whoops. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Blacked Ontario. Um, You know. Extend beyond Quebec, that'd be jokes. I think it'd be so funny to see Blanchett 
try to get a seat outside Quebec and be more successful than um, the PPC. That'd be so funny. That would just, that would make my life. It would tickle. Was that? And I said that would tickle. <laughs> it would be incredible. Would I would, I would laugh a lot, but like, who do I want to be prime minister of our current, of our current roster of jokers? <clears throat> None of them. God damn it. Matthew, not, not a one. Like I Jagmeet Singh has dropped the ball. I wish the NDP weren't digging their heels in so hard and just accept that they could do a leadership review and then get a new leader and revitalize the party. I could say the same for the liberals, but I'm not encouraging the liberals to win. I don't care, except that, again, I do think they're better than conservatives, not by a lot, not by a lot. And, you know, Pierre is Pierre, you know, he is who he is. (laughs) I just... None of them. I don't. They're all silly, silly people who don't seem capable of, you know, being taking this seriously. You know, I think we missed the boat on Was that. I said, I think we missed the boat on who the best prime minister could have been. Jack Layton. Close, but actually I was going to go with. Respectfully, I was going to go with Kevin O'Leary. <laughs> you know, I, I think I I would have liked to have seen that happen. I can't even remember what banner he ran under. He was conservative. He oh. he was um he was trying to I think it was the leadership race with Andrew Shear. I yes. think that was Kevin O'Leary. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. Wait, yes. am I Oh, okay. No, no, no. One of them was with Andrew Shear, and one of them was Aaron O'Toole, and one of them was Maxime Bernier breaking off from the Conservatives and making the PPC. And then no, I but, think the but other that happened one was all Kevin at o- once. No, that happened all was at it? once. I think it happened all at once, and I think it was during Andrew Shear. Oh, that that makes sense. That's I guess that would be like 2016, 2017. That makes Cause I, sense. Because I think it came down to Max and Bernier or Andrew Shear, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin and O'Leary it was just, didn't it was even like, Kevin O'Leary didn't even place in the top two, and I don't understand that. No. Which you'd even think though he, he lives better. even though he lives in the US, technically he's Canadian. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um oh, no. no, that's just that must have been a crazy year to be a conservative. For me, you know, I've always said I hate the parties. It's true. I hate all of them. I think everyone should be independent, but that's not how that's not our current landscape. Yeah. So I agree with you. We will end up with a with a peer poly of government for two reasons. One, enough of us are sick of fucking Justin Trudeau. Fuck you, Justin Trudeau. And we do not trust Jagmeet Singh as a country. And that's not because of anything that has to do with him. It's because of the words that are coming out of his mouth. No one wants to listen to him. And so this is where we're at. We are going to get a Pierre Pauly of led government. And I'll be, I'll be the first one to harp down his neck 
if in the first hundred days he's not repealing a lot of the damaging shit that Justin Trudeau did. I'm talking about the internet bill. I'm talking about. I'm even going to talk about the carbon tax. I know you and I don't disagree or we don't agree on it, but I believe that it is doing more harm than good because we're still polluting. We're just paying for it now. That's so true, and we're still I, polluting. I could get into. Uh, I do. I've. You have we to resist long. Have yeah, to... yeah, we're going a bit long in the tooth. I, I feel, I can feel the energy is dropping. So I don't want to jump into it. Maybe, maybe another day. And in my same opposition to the the parental rights bit, I'd probably maybe similarly be like, we need the carbon tax because blank. But I'm too tired for that right now. And I probably wouldn't even say that we. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't even phrase it as we need it. I'd probably like defend it as it is, but I wouldn't necessarily say we need it. And my argument, just for the record, would be show me <laughs> where the money's going. Because we currently have a carbon our carbon tax. Where's the money going? Mm-hmm. I mean, show me where all of it's going, not just for the me, portion going into Justin Trudeau's pocket. For me, what frustrates me in a smaller way, not to get too much into it, is the idea behind the carbon tax is that it's supposed to invent in, in incentivize um, carbon reducing technologies. And it's like, so as you just said, what, where is, where is that happening? It doesn't seem like we, it doesn't seem like we're getting, so I would agree with your point. It does not seem like we are getting what we should be getting out of it. And we're still polluting. We're just paying for it now. That's right. And that's bullshit because it's raising that uh, inflation, grocery prices, all that shit is all because of the carbon tax. I wish it wasn't. I wish I could say, no, no, that's bullshit. Here's why and tell you why. But that's it's it's not. It, that is the reason. Um, and I'm hoping for relief. I mean, that's why we're willing to... Uh, uh, hope against hope that this new government, when it gets elected, will come in and will repeal all that shit. I mean, that's the hope. Whether it happens or not, it's out of my control. Yeah. He's, he's, they're all going to say one thing at the podium, and then the day after the election, if they've won, they can ah, we could forget yeah, about all that. Do whatever shit. they want. Yeah, like the Doug, you. like the Doug Ford conservatives. Yeah. And I mean, listen, this is an easy Justin Trudeau I can give you. You know, in 2015, do you know what he said in 2015? I'm going to make weed legal. Oh, no, I was I was going to. But he did. Sorry, he did do that. <laughs> Matthew, the problem is he did do that. This is my easy win I can give to anyone who wants to. Justin Trudeau. And I mean, people have said this already. I'm not making an original observation. 2015. This will be the last election we hold under first past the post. 2023, my guy, we have been we have been keeping it up. Electoral reform didn't go anywhere. You know, that's that's easy. You could we could just point at that liar, liar, pants on fire. Fucking do it right next time. And I think I'm going to let you have the last word on that. I want to give our listeners a small sneak peek to what we may cover next week. Now, I just found it today. We didn't have time to fit it into the show, but we're going to go over the mandate letters that were released 
I did want to bring that up. I'm glad you are bringing it up. So next week. We're going to bring that up next week. And we are going to play Rank That Prime Minister next week. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Those are a couple things you can look forward to. You know, we'll throw a bunch of other shit in there to make it a full show because that's what we do now that we're back. Uh, You know, to reach us, if you have questions, comments, anything you want to say, uh, the municipals pod at yahoo.com. Of course, we both have socials and the municipals have their own uh, Twitter, sorry, X, whatever. Fuck. Uh, you, you can contact us there. <laughs> we'll read it on the air because if you entertain us, we're going to we're going to read it. Um, we want to thank all our listeners from everywhere around the world. I know we again, we've been gone, but we're back now. Uh, we'd like to thank we've got listeners in Italy, France, the UK, Belgium, uh, El Salvador, the Philippines, uh, uh, Barbados, Mexico, Venezuela, Bermuda, not, not Bermuda, sorry. Did I say Barbados? Yeah. Uh, and in the U.S., man, all over. Oregon, Ohio, Minnesota, California, Nevada, Kansas, Missouri, New York, Pennsylvania, uh, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Louisiana. Fuck. I, I think there's more, but I, I don't remember. Indiana. In, uh, that was another. Illinois. Um there's more. And of course, our homegrown fans right here in Canada, Ontario, you guys are awesome. We are Toronto podcast, so it makes sense that you guys would listen. And also listeners in BC, Alberta, Newfoundland, New Brunswick. Um, I think that's it. Oh, and Quebec. Quebec. Hell yeah. Hey, maybe yes. uh, maybe Bouchant or what, what's his name? Blanchet. I think Blanchet. Is listening. If he, listen. <laughs> My guy, I am offering myself to you. Scarborough Southwest Black Quebecois candidate. I cannot speak French. Uh, but you will give it a try. I'll listen, I'll give it a try. I, you know, someone complimented my French accent. I'll give it a shot. Parlez vous en Francais. Oh, and with that, we'll bring it to a close. We, uh, again, thank you guys all for listening. We're back. We're not going away now. I'm going to send them off with my French laugh. Wee wee. This is the municipal. Have you been paying attention to like city stuff? Don't vote, can't bitch. Sorry to to point that finger at you. My answer with that would be yes and no. My tummy hurts and I'm mad at the government. You're saying council wouldn't approve it. And two, you're robbing them of their their voice. It's it's he's already he's already failed to uphold. Uh,